Hey there, thanks for joining us here at Compass Church, where we are making God accessible to everyone. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, head over to our website, compassbn.com. We hope this inspires you and gives you practical ways to live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Well, hey, I'm Chris, and I'm the pastor at Compass, so if we haven't met, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's probably pretty likely that you are doing the same thing I am, uh, but my family and I have been watching a lot of Disney Plus because we've been watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, if you aren't familiar with Marvel or these characters, it's basically a TV show about what happens in the world in the absence of Captain America and who should take on his role as a hero. We love it. I mean, I think it's awesome. But as I'm watching it, I can't help but miss this guy. Steve Rogers, the original Captain America, because somehow he was a perfect human being. I mean, obviously he's totally ripped and good looking, which are some of the few qualities that he and I share in common, but there's more there. I mean, he has character, he has integrity. If you haven't seen any of the Captain America movies, this guy exudes kindness and goodness. He's just, he's just a little bit larger than life. And there are some people that are just like that. I mean, there are people who, who stand out. They're, they're special and kind of perfect. And you just know that they're going to be world changers. And it could be the smartest person in your class or the quarterback on the football team, but, but they're just people you expect to have big impact. And these people often find themselves in positions of leadership, authority, or fame and influence. You're just as likely to see them on a movie screen or as an Instagram influencer as you are to see them running a huge company because these people are just one in a million. And Jesus was exactly this type of person. Now, just on the surface, right? Jesus started his ministry when he was 30. And in three years, he had crowds in the thousands who were following him, following him around just to hear what he had to say with no social media, no TV, just straight up word of mouth. And not only that, but Jesus has become the most written about person in all of human history. And every week, just like us, millions of people get together to talk about and think about things that he said 2,000 years ago. And that doesn't even include the things that Jesus said about himself. I mean, check this out in John 8. In John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more, and he said this about himself. I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. If some people have that it factor, right? That quality, that special quality that makes them a world changer, then I'm not going out on a limb to say that Jesus had it. And, if he, and you don't even have to be a follower of Jesus to be impressed with what he accomplished in the short time that he was on the scene. So there are special, larger-than-life people who just show up and change the world. You know, people like Michael Jordan, Beyonce, Elon Musk, and Steve Jobs, Captain America. But we also know how hard it can be to fill their shoes. I mean, there are some sports fans who would say that LeBron James is just as great as Michael Jordan. But even if he is, it took 30 years for someone to even come close. And I mean, let's be real. Is anyone even close to Beyonce? I mean, come on. And if you've been watching The Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know personally how dicey things can get when you try to step up and fill the role 
of one of these world changers. And I'm not going to throw any spoilers at you, but it's not good. Some people, like Captain America, they just can't be replaced. And so as a result of this, as a result of the fact that there are these big world changers, these big personalities, anytime the world needs direction, we tend to look to them. I mean, anytime the world needs direction, we tend to look to people who are famous and well-known, good-looking, people who are rich and successful. I mean, our, our former president's key selling point was that he was successful in business. And that argument appealed to a lot of people. It's easier to look to and trust these people to do the things that we feel like we could never do because we're not like them. And that way of thinking, it might work for anyone else, but for Christians, it's complicated. You see, Jesus was the epitome of these one in a million people, but he said something to his followers that I think mixed it all up. In Matthew chapter 4, 14 through 16, Jesus said to his followers, you are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In that same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Now, this is where it gets a little confusing if you really think about what Jesus is saying here. Because we just heard Jesus say about himself, I am the light of the world. But here we have Jesus talking to crowds of his followers and he's saying, you are the light of the world. And to make this even more confusing, Jesus, this one in a million, larger than life world changer said, you are the light of the world to a crowd of people from Galilee, which most people at the time would have considered a, a backwater, uneducated region full of, I mean, basically nobodies. So, so which is it? Is Jesus the light of the world? Is, or is it the no-name people who followed him? And how could Jesus describe them in the same way that he described himself? Now, I think we can find an answer to that in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. I think it sheds light on what Jesus is saying. When the apostle Paul writes this, he writes, We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. And get this, For God who said, Let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. So this right here, get in my pocket. Um, this is some glow tape that I ordered this week. I got it to put on the steps of our stage um, so that no one falls to their death when they're stepping down the stairs in the dark and it gets bad. Now, this stuff has no internal light source of its own. When the lights are on, this tape basically absorbs all the light around and then it glows when it's dark. This is not a light source. It's just powered by one. And we are the same. Jesus is, Jesus is the light of the world who literally spoke light into being. And he has taken this perfect, flawless, and spectacular light and he's placed it into us because he loves us and he wants us to know him. And in Jesus, we become carriers of his light. We become torches bearing his flame. I mean, look at what Paul continues to write in 2 Corinthians 4, 7. He says that we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. 
And this makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. This is what Paul's saying. We are vessels containing the light of Jesus. It's not our light, but his. The light of the world giving us his light to carry into our world, making us the light of the world. But what does that mean for us? I mean, this is interesting Bible trivia to talk about, but what does this mean for my life? What does this mean for how I should live or what my life should look like? And I think there are two key qualities that are going to become evident in the lives of those who carry the light of Jesus, his followers who are the light of the world. And the first quality is this, is that our light is visible. I mean, look at what Jesus said, Matthew 5, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. Light is self-evident. It's obvious. If your eyes are open and you have the ability to see, you will never be confused about whether or not there is light. It's visible. And in the same way, follower of Jesus, the way that you live your life is meant to be a visible and public representation of Jesus's light. Paul writes again in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 through 15, Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Okay, I love this because it's not the big, heroic, and world-changing actions of a few people that best show the light of Jesus. It's not Captain America Christians. It doesn't require you to do extraordinary acts. The light is shown in the outcomes of the ordinary lives of regular people like you and me. Regular people who carry the light of Jesus within them, going to school, going to work, being kind, gentle, and innocent like Jesus. I mean, isn't it amazing that God has given us the capacity to show his light to the world by doing things as simple as not complaining or arguing. That living our everyday lives full of Jesus makes his light visible to the world. I mean, it matters. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. It says, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Persevere in them. Paul's saying to live your life so that everyone can see that you are filled with Jesus. So then there's a second quality that will become evident in the lives of those who carry the light of Jesus. The first is that our light is visible, but the second is that our light points to Jesus. Now, I know this seems obvious, right? It's super self-evident. But Jesus makes it a point to say in Matthew 5, 16, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. The way we live, the way you and I live, the things that you do with your life, they have the effect of causing people to turn their hearts to Jesus, to recognize who he is and to embrace a new life with him. 
in 1 Timothy chapter 4, we just read the first part of this, but let's look at the second half. Paul says again, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, right? Watch how you live. Live well. Because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Paul encourages Timothy to live well because it literally has the ability to save those who hear what Timothy says and see how he lives. And it's important that Paul calls them hearers because the thread of how we will live and with the light of Jesus in us, it will always lead to us sharing it. 1 Peter 3.15, Peter writes, You must worship Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it, to share it. You are the light of the world. Because you carry within you the light of the world. And that light within a life lived well will always be visible and it will always point to Jesus. People will always recognize that there's something different and that something has the power to point them directly to their own relationship with Jesus. You could almost say that being light that is visible and that points to Jesus is evangelism. It's almost like his plan all along wasn't to pick a few key influencers to carry out his message to the world, but to use regular, ordinary people who would carry his light into their everyday world and just let it do what it does. You are the light of the world. You, just by virtue of the fact that you carry his light within you, are the method that he has chosen to evangelize and to reach a lost world. And you don't have to do it by preaching on a street corner or handing out Bible tracts or posting Christian memes on your social media. It simply happens when you let your good life and your good deeds shine before your friends, your neighbors, your family, and your coworkers, and when you then seize the opportunities that arise to explain your faith when asked about it. God's plan to reach people who are hurting and lost is so simple. It's for you to just live your life and carry his light with you wherever you go. You're wrapping up this message series, knowing this, that you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So let's carry the justice of Jesus and the message of Jesus into our world. And let's be the people of influence that Jesus intends for his followers to be. You and I, regular, ordinary people, when we live out lives of justice and evangelism, when we live out lives, lives as salt and light, have the power to transform the world in meeting the needs of people who are hurting and broken and in living a life that consistently and always points people to Jesus, a, light, a life carrying the light that has the power to cause people to hear the message, to respond to it, and to see their lives transformed as well. Will you embrace your role as an influencer in this world? Will you embrace your role that Jesus has called all of his followers to embrace? I encourage you to do it and see your life and see your world changed as you do. 
Thanks again for joining us today. If you want to learn more about us as a church, get connected, need prayer, or anything else at all, head over to our website, compassbn.com.